Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast, because Joey Janelle always goes in This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick-butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'd be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. Speaking of which, also follow us at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Yeah, that's right. If you enjoy these uh, lives, these uh, the, the live stream versions of our podcasts, uh, so we usually do these live on YouTube. Uh, very shortly, we're going to start doing them uh, on Twitch for a couple of reasons. Number one, I just mentioned the notified bell. Yeah. Well, the notify bell is there for you to click, and then you get an email notification and maybe like a, a notification on your smartphone. Yeah, ideally. That, hey, we're going live or we have a new video up. Correct. Well, that only applies to like three notifications a day. Long story short, when we go live, uh, it basically will guarantee that if we do a news brief later in the day, you're not going to get notified of that news brief. So uh, to make sure everybody's getting notified, uh, we're going to kick things over to Twitch just for the live stuff. All like the, the VOD, the, 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 the video version of the podcast uh, will still exist on YouTube. We'll upload it as soon as we're done on Twitch. Uh, the audio, nothing changes there. News briefs, you'll still get those on YouTube. We're still doing all of our videos on YouTube. It's just when we go live for uh, the recaps, that's going to be on Twitch. So twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. When we do uh, pay-per-view live streams, live reactions, which we'll be doing for a revolution this coming Saturday. Yeah, we do predictions in a bit. That's still on YouTube. We're still doing that on YouTube. Yes. Um, yes. And, uh, in fact, uh, we did one today. Um, if you're watching this on Thursday for... Mm-hmm. WB Crown Royal. Yeah. Wow. We're not look, we're not talking about that negativity no, stuff. But I, w- I do want to say, I, no, I just want to say, that was going to segue to something positive. Uh, a lot of great friendos opened up their wallet. Uh, we raised over $1,500 for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Yeah, really uh, terrific. Thanks to the generosity of all the friendos out there. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I believe the, the link to donate is still open till mm-hmm. the end of the day, I think. Okay, cool. So yeah, if you're watching this still on Thursday, then hopefully you'll still be able to if you want to. If not, hey, I mean, just go over there anyways if the link isn't available. St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Um, it's a really great cause. Mm-hmm. All these little kids out there really need it. Mm-hmm. So uh, go check that out. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, our Crown Royal Super Showdown review is currently live on the channel. If you want to hear a couple of old men rant and rave, uh, by all means, check that it out. Takes all and knowing that we're not alone in ranting and raving. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know how everybody else felt for uh, Hell in a Cell now. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Anyways, let's rant and rave in a positive manner about all elite wrestling. Oh boy! Three weeks in a row, just a fantastic show, man. I feel like they have been doing, uh, they have been f- like really clicking. Whatever it was that wasn't clicking before seems to really be clicking now. And what a great time to be uh, on the same page with everybody heading into Revolution, which is stacked up. It, it's looking to be a really, really fantastic card. I can't wait for it. I know. Um, same. I watched the uh, the Countdown to Revolution special on TNT, and it was it was a lot of fun. They 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 they've really reached this sort of uh, 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 they're able to walk that line where they know sort of when to get goofy and to have tongue in cheek commentary. uh, And then also when to be serious, they really know how to tow that line. That's not an easy line to tell. When I think by and large, the talents when they're performing in the ring, know that as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just feel like, and yeah, we generally try to say, Hey, let's not compare AEW to NXT, but it was really, it, this week really felt like a huge contrast in terms of you have AEW, which gives you a really wide variety of wrestling. Yeah, sure. Granted, uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think there was necessarily a comedy match per se on Dynamite. However, that women's match at points was pretty lighthearted. Yeah. And it was fun. They were they were giving everybody in that match an opportunity to show off personality. Well, even the Jurassic Express match, which, I mean, that's, that's Jurassic Express, they're great because, like, yes, their gimmick is naturally rooted in comedy. However, their wrestling is really good. Yeah. 
and it's very creative. And then they were going up against a team who isn't really a comedy act at all. No, it was the inner no. circle. And uh, it was, I thought it was really good. There's, it just feel like on, on <clears throat> AEW, you're getting a wider variety in terms of wrestling, in terms of characters, uh, in terms of like everything. Yeah. In a package that I, personally I find more appealing because there's not all, all sorts of unnecessary talking. Yeah. And I don't think NXT there was terribly talky this week, but sometimes NXT feel like it gets bogged down, too many promos. Too see, many interviews. I feel like NXT gets too many backstage. See, I, that's not that doesn't ever bother me. What because that to me that stuff is 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 all character development. Uh, with NXT, I don't. know. I'm not going to compare the two. I just think that I, I don't know. I thought that there was plenty of great character stuff with uh, with AEW this week, and yeah, I thought that yeah. it and didn't look, all guess, take guess, place inside the ring. I guess. I guess my point is 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 I feel like AEW has found a way to develop characters. Without having them have to talk, I yeah. guess that's my point, and, yeah. and I appreciate that. And, and so when you know we don't get an elongated interview with, uh, we've had pretty quick little backstage things between Kenny and uh, 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 Paige and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like they rarely last longer than ninety seconds. And the interview last night was really good, and they managed to make it pretty darn awkward. Yeah, and they just like it was three minutes long. Everybody got their bits in. Nothing felt unnecessary. Why are you uncomfortable over there? I know that was. Why great. are you feeling uncomfortable? I'm, You're fidgeting in your chair. I'm not uncomfortable. We got my drink. I'm out of drink. I'm out of here. Yeah. God, that was so. Where good. are you going, Adam? Where are you going, Adam? Oh, you just had to be, bring a drink to the interview, huh? Yeah. Man, those bucks—they're really. I never knew somebody could become a heel just by like I don't know by caring too much about their friends. Being a, but they're just—they're uh, overbearing with it. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're overbearing with it. It's irritating, but I think the strength of the storyline, which makes it so good, is you can, whether you you know you like everybody in this particular storyline, like you understand everybody's motivations, you understand why people are behaving a certain way, I understand why the young bucks are behaving a certain way. They're kind of oblivious. Yeah, uh, they 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 want to keep the 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 elite a tight uh, uh, entity, um, and they're just kind of like. Oh, you want to leave? Well, too bad. We kind of made you, which is, you know, it's 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 a crap. Yeah, move. this is the first week they outright said you, you were know. a jobber in Ring of Honor until we brought you in. And I like that. I think, yeah, star. yeah. So I yeah, I think that gave me a bit of a signal. We're gonna do our predictions uh, when we're done with the recap. Let's hop into it. We had like basically a match of the year candidate. Yeah, right I, I even tagged it as such in the notes here because it was gonna be a contender for sure. So Pack versus Kenny Omega. I mean, we all figured it'd be a good match. What I didn't expect was some of the moves that they were pulling off. Man, that Falcon Arrow off the apron Man, was that, absolutely shocking. The table. That was crazy. Um, I, I, I'm guessing it's not, but it's interesting. The, the, the criticism levied at Kenny about uh, not necessarily being the Kenny of, uh, from New Japan. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he comes out and he has this match, which isn't exactly a New Japan pro wrestling match, but it was long really physical doing a lot of crazy stuff and telling a pretty good story in the process. Well, yeah, I mean, it might not be tech. Like, I don't, if, if these two had, the, I mean, that's the thing. If these two had this match in new Japan, this would be the same match. It'd be oh the yeah. It would be terribly match. different. No, no. Um, it's just, you know, the table spot would have been more brutal because those new Japan tables are like skinnier and thicker, thicker. Um, but man, this was just, I'm just, I'm looking at, I don't want to go through like move, boom, boom, move. No, there's just a lot going on in short. Like the story pretty much was, uh, Pack was trying to uh, beat the heck out of Kenny's head. And well, that yeah, set up for the brutalizer. To, and and with Pack, it was he was willing. So there was this, the main story beat was he uh, DQ'd himself. He gave basically gave up a point to take command the rest of the match. Yeah. So what did he take a chair to Kenny's head? Was it? Was that what I happened? I think he hit him in the the midsection first. Okay. And then he hit him a couple times. Um, and then he had a, a black arrow. Yeah. Later on, so he yeah. gets DQ'd for the first hop, fall. Um, let me see where I have it noted. So yeah, uh, Pac rolls out of the ring, gets a chair, blasts Kenny with it. Kenny wins the first fall by DQ, and then he hits mm-hmm. Kenny again. There's a 30-second break between falls. Um, the Young Bucks are in. So the Young Bucks come out with Kenny. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, not oh, Paige, that irritated the, the crap out of me. Um, like, it's done. That stuff is done, man. You're aiming for his title. Just You got to just let it go, man. Just yeah. let it go. So, and Kenny does too. Uh, yeah. So Pac, Pac uh, hits a running boot in the corner, follows the black arrow, tied up, 1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. I think there's roughly about like 12 minutes left on the time. Yeah. Um, so Kenny's prone. Uh, Pac goes up top. Kenny rolls out of the ring. 
Uh, Pack flings him into the barricade. He has the advantage for a while, and they're in the apron trading blows, and that's when Pack hits that falcon arrow off the apron. Out. Dunk. Yeah. Doctor comes out to check on Omega. He's like, I'm fine. He gets on the apron. Pack uh, drop kicks Kenny off the apron. The ref's still ringside, so Kenny gets drop kicked right into the ref, so we get a mm. ref bump. Yeah. And then Pack goes to get a table from under the ring, uh, hits a shooting star press off mm-hmm. the top through the table. Yeah. Uh, puts Kenny, sorry, uh, he Pac gets in at like seven. Yeah, and he just barely beats the ten k. Yeah, and it was like right. It was. I mean, it, this could have gone either way. Like for the story, mm-hmm. this could have gone either way because yeah. he gets in right at right at ten. Yeah. Um. So so later on, uh, Kenny kind of comes to enough. He starts hitting a bunch of V triggers. He has a great uh, Uranagi at one point. Mm-hmm. They like pretty much drop Pack on the back of his head. Yeah. So he hits uh, a V trigger, puts Pack up top for a one winged angel. Uh, Pack counters with a poison Rana, mm-hmm. then a DDT, and then locks in the Brutalizer. Kenny gets foot on the rope. Uh, Pack tries to lock in another Brutalizer. Kenny fights that off. Not enough, though. Pack locks it in. Kenny rolls him up. Pack kicks out, but doesn't release it. So for basically the last three minutes of, of, of regular time, Kenny's in a Brutalizer. Yeah. It right. just goes on and on. Yeah, and, and, and the story beat was like, usually Pack likes to have his opponent on their stomach mm-hmm. and put his own weight on top of him. Instead, Pack was on his back, so I guess yeah. the idea is he couldn't get full torque on it. Yeah. So at one point, Kenny sticks his fingers in Pack's eyes. That He breaks the hold, locks it back in. Kenny fades as time expires. So then we go into the uh, the Pack. <laughs> Pack then like destroys the ref. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Justin Roberts comes out and says, hey, I've been told... We're going into sudden death overtime. Yeah. Aubrey Edwards comes out to a huge, uh, huge pop. The yeah. crowd was just they they were just beyond belief. Yeah. Like they were just so excited about yeah. this. They were just cheering everything. Um, as Aubrey hits the ring, Kenny hits a V trigger, mm-hmm. uh, a ripcord V trigger. Yeah, a Kamagoya, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, covers Pack. Pack kicks out. Yeah, yeah, and then one winged angel. He gets the win. For the win. Yeah. Hell of a match, man. Yeah. Brutal, physical. Uh, both the guys look like they got they were legitimately beat up afterwards. And like Fantastic there's stuff. here's the thing, like us recapping it can't do it justice. No. It was it like honestly, it was thirty minutes that felt like fifteen. Mm-hmm. It really did. Like they were just going at it and it, it wasn't by. it never felt like it let up at all. Um, so afterwards up on the ramp, uh, so the young bucks helped Kenny out. Uh, Tony interviews Pack and uh, Pack, of course. Uh, is upset. He's upset with Tony. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy, to a huge applause, mm-hmm. walks to the uh, stage. Uh, Pack says, this must be a joke. And then Cassidy takes off his sunglasses and Pack just drops him with the forearm. Yeah. So then it was announced, we're getting Pack versus Orange Cassidy great. at Revolution. Easy win for Pack. But we finally get to see Orange Cassidy wrestle. This is his first match in AEW. Yeah. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. They've done a hell of a job building up Orange Cassidy. As, I meant as to a watch. Character. Uh, David Starr, uh, after this was announced, uh, tweeted out. Uh, they have this online. I think it's an OTT match between. Uh, it might not be OTT. I forget. But it's a match between David Starr and Orange Cassidy. And, uh, you know, according to David Starr, anyways, you get the full width and breadth of, width and, width width and breadth. Breadth of uh, what Orange Cassidy can do in sort of a serious style match, yeah, yeah, but yeah. still retaining the Orange Cassidy character. Yeah. I'd like to see that just to sort of give a preview of what, because I've never really watched, like I've seen a lot of his comedy bits, mm-hmm. but I've never seen, okay, what's he like in an actual match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a fascinating matchup. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, next, Lexi tries to go interview Chris Jericho. She knocks on uh, his door, his locker room door. Hager answers. Uh, she asks a couple question, questions. He mm. knows sells them entirely. Yeah. Doesn't talk. Closes the door on her. Next, Sammy Guevara and XLAX taking on Jurassic Express. This was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, immediately, pretty much, uh, Jurassic Express clears the ring. Uh, Jungle Boy hits two suicide dives on XLAX. Luchasaurus tries to dump Marco Stunt on them. However, they catch him and then toss him in the Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. all ringside. And then inner, inner circles in control. Marco is isolated for a good stretch until he finally gets tagged to Luchasaurus. He clears house. Uh, Sammy tries to club him from behind. And then Jurassic Express goes on a run, hitting a bunch of offense. Super kick party. Uh, Jungle Boy drops Sammy with a vertebraker. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. Santana has to get in there to break up the pin. Uh, Sammy turns the tables, hits the standing shooting star press. Marco breaks up that pin with the drop kick off the top. And then he, Marco, low bridges XLAX out. 
Luchasaurus hits a moonsault on them off the apron. They're all taken out. Sammy goes and gets the sock with the baseballs in it. Uh, priming to hit Jungle Boy with it. Darby runs down the ring, takes the sock. Jungle Boy pins Sammy after a, a snap Hurricane Rana pin combo. Yeah, huge, huge victory there for Jurassic, Jurassic Express. Express. They needed it. I'll give you one little thing that I think AEW can improve. So Darby Allen is obviously super, he's probably like top three over in the company, yeah. maybe even number one. Um, his entrance music, if he's going to do a run in, they need to fast forward to where it kicks in, to where it kicks in, because otherwise you just have that one. I think it's mm-hmm. like a bass. Uh, that mm-hmm. doom, 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 mm-hmm. doom. And because it, it it dies by the time it gets to the ring, like kick it in. That's one thing that I've noticed AEW is that one bit of production, the last little bit of production I think they can improve on is when the entrance music kicks in specifically for um, for stuff like run-ins. I don't know if the, if, the, if it's mic'd up to just whatever is going on in the arena but WWE, when somebody's entrance music hits, you hear it. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. it. Yeah. In AEW, it's not as pronounced. And they can kick that up a little bit. And so the audience sitting at home really feels it. Yeah, you know? yeah it could be. After that, we had an MJF Cody video recap of their feud to date. Boy, I got one confidence point on this match, man. Really? Yeah, I a single confidence that. point. I got more than that. Uh, then we get Best Friends versus Butcher and Blade. How about that? Those best friends picking up a win. They really this needed was, that. This is, I'm sorry. This is a no-win situation. Both these teams desperately needed a win. And I'm like, dude, I'm happy the best friends got it. I love that. I think it's great. But Butcher and the Blade. Oh, my God. They need a freaking win, man. Didn't they win a couple weeks back? Did they? Yeah, they've won. They finally beat somebody? Yeah, they've won. Yeah, all right. Uh, there's a great bit between the Bunny and Orange Cassidy in the ring. So they roll in and off the sides of the ring. Uh, they're about face to face. He's about to put his hands in his pockets. Well, of course, this is after like she last kicked him week. Into the front area last yeah. week. Yeah, she stops and grabs his hands, takes his sunglasses, uh, tries to hit him with another low blow. He catches her foot, and then she, he takes her bunny ears and puts them on his head. Yeah, and then he hits a suicide dive on the butcher. Yeah, this was cool because it was like it wasn't the one where he has his hands in his pockets. No, no, it was like a real. Suicide it was like dive. a real one. So yeah, that was cool. And then right after that, best friends hit strong zero on the blade for the win. Uh, Tony hits the ring afterwards. They interview best friends, uh, talk about Pac, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, Chuck says to Pac, "Hey, and this time he's gonna try." <laughs> Meaning Orange Cassidy is actually gonna yeah, try. Yeah. And Trent's like, yeah. "Oh, we don't know that. He hasn't said that to us." Mm-hmm. Chuck's just speculating. And then Tony goes, well, Orange, what do you have to say? Thumbs up. Yeah. I like the crowd was really into this, too. He's going to try. He's going to try. That's great. And then on Twitter today, in response to AEW's announcement that this match is happening, he just tweeted, maybe. It's good stuff. It's great. Next, uh, Fiddle for a Women's Match, Yuka Sakazaki versus Big Swole versus Shayna versus Hikaru Shida. Sorry. Uh they really gave everybody in this match an opportunity to show off what they can do uh, in terms of wrestling, but also showing off some personality. For sure. And I thought that was great. Yeah, I liked it a even lot. Like they gave Shana, us a lot of time. And even Shayna just, she's, you know, she made her entrance and said just walking down the ring, she was like running, having fun. Yeah. You know, kind of doing uh, uh, zigzags down the ramp. Yeah. High-fiving people. Just, just show, let them show some personality. It's good great. Stuff. Yeah. And Yuka was tons of fun at the beginning because early on she was like, like Matt Riddle at a PWG show, kind of like uh, cheer, cheering along to what was going on. She'd see mm-hmm. cool moves. She would cheer about it. And then she tries to get on the action. The other three women send her out of the ring. And then they get into a test of strength. Mm-hmm. And Yuka comes back in, stomps on some feet, uh, uh, hits some drop kicks. Um, uh, she thinks she has the upper hand. Swole drops her with a shoulder tackle. Mm-hmm, Ow. Yeah. This bit was cool. Shida goes to get the chair from under the rings to do the knee off it. Um, Swole lays her out. Tosses the chair, and then Shanna uh, hits a suicide dive on her, and then Yuka hits that splash off the top rope on her, uh, and then she has the advantage till Shanna takes till Shanna drops her with a side slam, like a tilt the world side slam type thing. Um, this spot looked rough, where Shida put Yuka on the second rope and then suplexes Shanna onto her. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. And there's a great sequence between Shanna and Swole. Ends with a cutter. Swole gets a two. Uh, Shanna goes for a fairy tale ending on Yuka, gets a two. Shanna goes up top. Yuka and Shida meet her up there. 
Shanna pushes him off, hits a double stomp, like trio <laughs> double stomp thing. Uh, Finish saw Swole drop Shanna with a discus forearm. Sheeta drops her. Yuka hits a springboard frog splash. Sheeta breaks that up. Falcons arrows Yuka onto Swole. Yeah, that was cool. And then hits a shining wizard on Swole to get the win. Yeah. It's a really fun match. So that means she's probably number one contender after this. Whoever wins the Nyla Rose Statlander match, yeah. Yeah. Was that actually announced yeah. as a thing? Okay, yeah. cool. Right. Well, her being number one contender or that match? Her being number one contender. No. Okay, this is just like, hey, who can, you know. I, mean, I think there, she already was number two. Improve their standings. I think she is already, uh, already number two in those rankings. That sounds I right. Think. That sounds right. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, we got an ad for the AEW podcast. So this was the thing with Tony and Aubrey? Yeah. Okay. Are they are they the hosts of yeah. this podcast? Okay. Yeah. That's a good team. That should be good. That should be good. That should be good. And then Evil Uno had a promo saying the Exalted One is near and they're going to show SCU the true power of the Dark Order at Revolution. Uh, say they'll find out uh, that Christopher Daniels is obsolete. Are they? Uh, wink, wink, wink. I don't, Matt Hardy isn't, his contract is up, I thought, on the... March 1st. On February 32nd. On March 1st. March, yeah. March 2nd, he's, a, he's yeah. officially a free agent. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, I think he's out like some hooded guy. Just to say that it's the... We know it's not Lance Archer. He's already announced the signing. He's going to be on TV next week. Yeah, what did you think? I mean, I guess that's fine. Not everything needs to be a big surprise. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, And, yeah, this is probably... I mean, this is a good way. Like, out of Matt Hardy, Brody Lee, and Lance Archer, obviously Lance Archer is a guy with the least household name appeal. So you announce him in advance, let people get to know who he is on their own if they want to, and then you can see him in action. He'll probably have some enhancement matches before getting oh, something. Yeah. Somebody. Oh, yeah. Something meaty. Yeah. Uh, next. Man, this was great. So. So, hold on a second. What? Let me back up. Dark Order stuff. The obsolete. Uh, the word obsolete. If they tease it on TV. This could be a red herring, you know. See, I think that Twitter is always just the red herring. But if they do it on TV. They're they're basically prepping us, aren't they? Unless it's going to be Chris Daniels, which was my guess in the first place, or it's going to be Brody Lee or somebody else. You know, see, I think it's if it's not Matt Hardy, it's got to be Chris Daniels because if it's Brody Lee, that's even that's kind of underwhelming. Matt, mm-hmm. here's the thing: everybody wants it to be Matt Hardy because of what we've seen with his broken stuff. That'll be so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've like I don't know. I kind of feel like if it's on TV, it's not really going to be a red herring. I think it's actually going to be him. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. It could be a swerve. Next, this is great. Uh, JR sat down with uh, water all over myself. Uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page for a sit down interview. Um, JR kind of starts things out asking the Young Bucks, you know, uh, more or less explain your struggles to start here in AEW, not winning any titles. And Matt says, I didn't imagine that Kenny and, 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 and Hangman Page would be tag champion. And Hangman just starts bristling over his chair, yeah. man. He's like, yeah. Like, you underestimate me this whole time. Uh, Kenny says that he and Paige they kind of stumbled into something incredible. Uh, says the Young Bucks are still the best. They're still the best team. Uh, every time he gets in the ring, he's trying to be as a tag team wrestler like the Young Bucks. And Paige says, oh, you think this is an accident? Is he's that like, what you're saying? No, no. We worked. We worked our way up. Yeah. We earned this. <laughs> and then JR asked uh, Paige, why are, you so, why are you so uncomfortable? 
Hey, what, but Paige, Paige, why, why are you over there in your chair uncomfortable? I'm not uncomfortable. And then a couple of bikini ladies walk out and JR says, oh, what's that? <laughs> and that was so funny. And Matt's like, oh, of course you bring a drink to the interview. I wasn't going to say anything, but, but you brought a drink. And I'm like, oh, you're such a turd. And he, but he God, that's like, such a turd thing to say. Hey, like, I'm not trying to make a deal about this. We just care about you. We don't I want hate you to be God, an alcoholic. God, that's so, get off your high horse. Uh, Matt, well, the Young Bucks don't drink. I know, and it's irritating. Don't uh, trust anybody like that. Wow. I'm joking. Uh, Matt calls uh, Paige and Omega their best friends, Ugh. but says he and Nick are competitors, and they're also people. So at Revolution, you're going to see uh, competitors, Young Bucks, and they're going to take those tag titles because he says the elite, they are bigger than any title. Mm. And Paige says, you never listened to me months ago when I tried to walk out. I tried to leave. I'm trying to be my own guy. Yeah, to their credit. Oh, they did this on the, uh, on the countdown thing. There was lots of being the elite oh, yeah. on there. Yeah, and said, including that bit. And he said, you just wouldn't listen to me. And then the Young Bucks say, oh, you were a jobber in Ring of Honor before we invited you in the Bullet Club. We put you on being the elite. We made you a star. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. And Paige No. Says, Finally, something good has happened to me, yeah. and you want to take it away from me. Yeah. And then Paige says, anyways, my drink is empty. I'm out of here. Yeah. We have to promote this match, Adam. Where are you going, Adam? God, I hope he just slaps the crap out of those young bucks. Boy, they're irritating. And Kenny, God, freaking stand up for your partner, dude. He seemed like he was going to do that last week. On, Rev- on, the, on the countdown, one of the best parts, they had a, an interview with just Kenny and Hangman. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, and Hangman walked out of that one too, because they asked Kenny, "Hey, do you have any concerns about Paige?" And Kenny paused, and Paige said, "Oh, what? You're worried about me now? You're worried about me?" He gets up and he storms off, and Kenny says, "I was gonna say no, but now I don't know. Like he's just talking Uh-oh. to himself at that point. But now I don't know. Hell yeah, I got concerns about him." <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good stuff. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we have the Lance Archer to AEW announcement. He's going to be there next week. That's going to be great. Well, good I for like the Archer Murder Mohawk. Is that what his name is? The Murder Hawk. Murder Hawk. Yeah. All right, cool. He's really good. Uh, hopefully, he'll start spitting water all over the place again. See? I'm fine with him doing that so long as I'm not in the vicinity. My thing is, if it's not Lance Archer from two years ago... I got, he he's got to prove himself to me. All right, I, I want to like, dude, look. You never watched his match against Osprey at the the G one, the first night of the G one, the one in Dallas, because that was uh, a really good match. I watched his death match against Moxley. That was, was fun. Nah, it was all right. Speaking of Mox, next we got the Jericho Mox weigh-in. This was great. This was great. I love how the inner circle walked down to the ring. Okay, so what was it's that? Like a fight mimicking? Team. Okay, a fight yeah. Team. Okay, so that's like a standard thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great. And they all had a was it a painmaker posse? Yeah. Uh, sweats on. Yeah. Track suits. That was yeah. great. So Jericho, and they have, uh, what's his name, Gary Michael Capetta? Okay, so who is that? I think he does a lot of these things for, like, boxing and okay, stuff. Okay, that's what I figured. And that's, that was the setup of this, you know, because they have the bikini girls out there, which JR nutted over. Um, and they had the, the, the photographers, photographers and everything. Photographers, like, they oh, had the scale. Why would they care about a weigh-in, man? What does their weight matter? It doesn't, but I like this as something different other than another contract I agree. Signing. I loved it. I loved it. I'm just pointing out, this is why I like AEW, because, like, who cares about a weigh-in? Like you, you know, you you were always talking crap about the ring. Who cares about a ring? But that's why I like it because who cares about it? And then they did it, and it they is, made really good. It use is of the consistent because for all the pay-per-views, part of the 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 Starcast events have always been weigh-ins prior to the show. Yeah, right. This is yeah. something they've done consistently. Yeah. So anyway, Jericho is the first on the scale, and he's like, "No, hold on." He tells Capetta, uh, "Hold on, you weird little man." Yeah. Um, it says, based on your technique, it's no wonder WCW went out of business. Because <laughs> in yeah. his world, the pain maker always goes last. Yeah. Capetta's like, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, Mox is on first. He weighs 234 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho's next. He hands the title to Santana, approaches the scale, steps back, gives him his sunglasses, approaches the scale, steps back, takes his bandana off, and grabs a mic from Tony, tells the crowd to shut their asses, and <laughs> calls... Aaron Mahomes, a piece of crap. A piece of shit. Well, yeah. yeah. I was trying to demonetize the video. Um, light profanity. We're okay with light which profanity. Is, I love that he got the name wrong. I, know, I love that's that so great. much. Because it's Patrick Mahomes, right? Yes, Pat, it's yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so Jericho. <laughs> and he had a big sway. Aaron Mahomes is a piece of shit. Yeah, and he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Jericho stalls some more, steps on the scale, and steps off, and gets mocks his face. 
Mox then headbutts Jericho, and Jericho is busted open seven stitches. Oh, it was it was yeah, it like all Twitter. that confirmed and stuff. Yeah, okay, there's a picture. Well, I mean, unless someone's really good at Photoshop, he had because stitches. so what I what I like he he gave him the head, and I have no doubt that I mean that very likely could have been the headbutt. But I was also looking very closely at Jericho because I'd already seen it on Twitter. No, yeah, I'd had. I was looking to see if he, he had cut if he had gigged. Well, himself. usually when they do that, they do that up here, not right there. Yeah, but if he knew, I mean, if the headbutt happens right here, he's not going to go. Oh, understood. Yeah. But no, I don't know what the I don't know what the protocol is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looked like it could have been, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, so inner circle swarm. Jericho's bleeding all over the place, right from the bridge of his nose. Mm-hmm. Inner circle's all beaten down. Mock. So Dustin Rhodes runs down the ring. He goes after Hager. They start crawling through the crowd and up yeah. to the concourse. And JR's worried about them dipping dots. Well, so Hager, yeah, they, they, the camera follows them to the concourse. And, of course, there's all the concessions and stuff there. So Hager then chucks uh, 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 gold dust into the uh, Dippin' Dots. And JR just sells it like it's, you know, the Dippin' Dots is Pretty like, you know. A what the Dippin' Dots ever do to deserve yeah, what this? Dip- no, not the Dippin' Dots. It was great. JR would seem like he was having fun last night. He did. he seems to get it now. Yeah, he does. He seems to get it. Although I need that fight broadcast for the in-between commercial yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. God, it's so good. Um, so Jericho comes to. He and XLAX start beating up Mox. Uh, Hager knees Dustin in the in the in the nuts, throws him into the wall, and that's when he throws him to the Dippin' Dots cart. Mm-hmm. We go back down to the ring. Darby Allen comes down. Ding 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 ding. ding. That knee from Sammy was huge. Yeah, I know. that was a great yeah. great jumping knee. Yeah, it was. So he takes Sammy takes a skateboard from Allen, breaks it in half on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho and Mox are the last two standing in the ring. Get a hockey fight between the two of them for a bit. Uh, Mox sets up for a paradigm shift. Santana runs in, low blows Mox. Jericho hits Judas effect. Yeah. And then he hits a double underhook DDT on Mox on the scale. Yeah, it was great. And then steps on him, holding yeah. that title to close the show. Yeah, real terrific stuff. Mm-hmm. Real a lot terrific of fun. stuff. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. That being said, let's do our predictions for Time Revolution. for predictions. Oof, boy. Okay. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, kicking things off, SCU versus Evil Uno and uh, what's the name? Grayson? Stu. Stu. Stu Grayson. Dark Stu Order Grayson. versus uh, SCU. Uh, Dark Order's got to win this. Uh, I agree. Uh, I've got three confidence points. Only on three. Thing. I got seven. Okay. I feel cool. like this is about as close to a lock as you can get. Uh, <laughs> there are several other there matches. There are other matches. Way are more a lock. I don't know. This is, seems like pretty much total lock. Next. Actually, no. You know, you know I'll be honest. Besides this, every, to me, everything except two matches are locks here. Interesting. This uh, this match, I have no idea how which way is going to go. The tag title match, Kenny and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks. This could go a thousand different ways. I'm going with Kenny and Page because I feel like if Page loses this, the Young Bucks are essentially right. Yeah. Okay. And I don't. I feel like they don't want to do that to Page. Okay. So I have a different. I, I've got two confidence points. I agree with oh, you. Oh, I have one confidence this point. Is, this is not a lock. Uh, I have Omega and Page with two confidence points. And it's because I got I get the feeling that this was maybe meant to lead to the Bucks winning at Revolution. But it wouldn't surprise me if seeing how successful this has been, it feels like, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they won these titles. It feels like they can mine a lot more out of this because this obviously is leading to Page versus Kenny as Kenny's next singles feud. That's where this is going. Yeah. And they could pull the trigger on that now, but I get the feeling that this is going to just keep going. They can, the, the number one, the Bucks and Kenny and Page, by the end of this match, it ain't going to be happy days anymore. No. Kenny and Page, my, I mean, the, the only risk is. If you have the Bucks really taking it and it gets chippy, this should go several more matches. I mean, on totally, TV because totally. they don't do a lot of pay per views. Totally. Um, what are we? Yeah, three months away still from May from Double or Nothing. Um, so, I mean, the only question is that I, I think that they're going to take a longer route to getting to Kenny and Paige. Although right now would be the most logical time for those guys. Here's the thing. Either the Bucks win and you do Kenny Page now. And that makes all the sense now because Kenny and Page have never been more at odds because of this match. Or Kenny and Page win 
the Bucks lose. That feud continues, but it develops a bond between Kenny and Paige. And how do you rip that apart at that at this point mm-hmm. when they've already teased them being so far off on the same page? So, I mean, you have to rebuild them being on, you know, not on the same page again. Yeah. That's the thing. So it's a bit of a, it's a, it's a bit of a conundrum. I think that there's a lot more to mine with totally, Omega totally. and Page as tag champions. So I'm simply going to say them, but I've got two confidence points. Yeah, I got one. Uh, next, Jake Hager taking on Dustin Rhodes. See, to me, this is a lock. This is a lock. That's why I have six yeah. confidence points on it. Yeah, Hager goes over. I got the same amount of confidence points. Hager totally goes over. It's his first match. They're trying to make him a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hager's going to win this totally. I agree. Next up, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Again, a lock. I've got Darby. I've got five confidence points only because I have uh, higher confidence points. Than other I got players. Darby with four. It's not going to be a good night for the inner circle. No, it's not. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Pack. This will be wildly entertaining, uh, but in, in, at this point in no universe. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? Oh, yeah, the title's over here. You get your belt. Steve won predictions for it was the show, Super Showdown, so he gets title, but he won by one point. Um, no, I'm not trying to downplay. I'm giving people the score. He won by one. I won the Royal Rumble predictions by half a point. Half a point. Uh, Although and, it's not the same, man. Yeah, bring Big Red back now that you won predictions. I don't have Big Red. He's been stolen. No, he hasn't. Stop with this charade. I don't know why you always think that I'm lying. In no universe should Pack lose to Orange Cassidy at this point. I have... Okay, so we need to clarify this, too, for people who don't know. Confidence points. You take the total number of matches. In this case, it's eight. And the match that you are most confident in your prediction in, you give that eight points. The match you are least confident in your prediction in, you give that a single point. At the end, all the matches that you got right, you take a look at what number you assigned it, you add those numbers up, that's your score. You contrast them, get us. For a Super Showdown, I believe you had 43 and I had 44. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg won. Bray had won. I would have won predictions. Damn it. Uh. Anyways. It's, it's uh, not the same as Big Red, man. Uh, well, bring bring Big, Red, Big Red back. Uh, as I was saying, at this point in time, no universe should pack lose to Orange Cassidy. No. It'll be a fun match. Orange Cassidy, I think, will have a really good showing. That being said, uh, Pac's going to win five confidence points. Can you hold this? I have a hard time. Well, I, only you can hold it. I'm can not champion. Put it somewhere. Go put it in your chair. Hold this, please. I have to put this in. Well, here, give it here. I'm done. Why did you just do that? Don't put it on your because side. Because then I can't type anything. Eight for pack. Wow. Yeah, because like you said, no, there is not. A, there is no chance. There is not a chance. No, chance. no, this is the biggest lock I've ever seen in my no, life. Main event's top lock. That's top lock. Which main event? Oh, Jericho versus Mox. Yeah. Yeah, that's my second top lock. That is my top lock. Next, Cody versus MJF. I have a single confidence point on this. Who winning? One confidence point, and I've got MJF. Yeah, I got MJF with three. But this is by no means. By, so there's two philosophies I feel at play here. On one hand, Cody got. I feel like MJF's stipulations, Cody seeing those through. Is his victory? Yeah, beating Wardlow in the cage match with that spot was his win. That was his win. The lashes were an even bigger win because that's him getting destroyed, like him saying, take 10 shots of your own and being able to withstand them. And so MJF has to win this, plus you're creating you know, an even bigger heel yeah. star out of yeah. MJF. That makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, but, MJF has to win by some sort of nefarious means to maximize the heat, yes. But Cody's old school. And like... He is old school. He understands the, the money-making potentially of the face chasing the heel for a protracted period of time. But in every single one of his, every single one of his... Number one, I'm not sure that this is going to continue immediately. Oh, they they might circle around back to it, but I don't think it's going to continue immediately. And every single thing that Cody's done has been in that old school manner of the good guy gets beat, beat, beat down. And Grant, I know he beat Wardlow, but like, you know, he had to go through hell to do it. And he got he, and he ate the lashes from MJF. He gets beat, beat down only to overcome the main heel in the end. And so there's just I just feel like there's a lot more they could potentially mine that when Cody finally gets that win, because Cody will finally get that win. It's like if he wins on Saturday. It'll be a huge pop, but if they really milk it, they have they have built MJF into such a great heel 
that it's at the point now where Cody can beat him and it'd be a big deal. I know, but it also know? feels like if MJF takes a loss already, eh, all right, well, I, f- I felt like, you know, it, it, it's a bit underwhelming at this point to build up MJF as such a quality heel at this point and not get him this win. Kind of yeah. feel like MJF needs to win this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got MJF winning. I've got MJF winning. I got him. So do I. I got Three one point. Points. I got Three. one point. Uh, next for the women's title, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. Nyla Rose is winning. Man, this is a lock. This is a lock right here. I got four. Yeah, I've got four. You know what I'm going to do, actually? Hold on. I'm going to do this. Uh, I'll do this, whatever. Wow. <laughs> Eight. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I, I had to draw. So I, I just chose, I just went with Nyla Rose eight, and I gave my four that I was going to give to her to pack because Orange Cassie's first match. And he's really there's, over. There's no way he's going to win this, which, which might increase the odds that he will. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, there's no way Nyla Rose is going to lose this. I don't, I, I, it's highly doubtful that she will. You only have two confidence points on this? Yeah, just because I'm more confident in other stuff. Do you not think that? Okay, I think so Nyla Rose is going to win because I'm picking her to win. So the only one that you are at all uncertain about is Omega Page. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the only true coin flip in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, finally, main event: Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. Mox is totally winning this. He's new yeah. champion. Jericho said as much. Essentially, he goes, "Yeah, I know everything I'm, I'm doing until February." That yeah, means no, his I've cycle got, as champion is done. Yeah, Mox is winning. It'd be it would be asinine if Mox didn't win this. I have eight on Mox winning. Um, ideally, this is if they want to play their if they play their cards right, this is what they can do. Mox can have a decent title reign. Kenny should beat him for it. Yeah, and then. Page in about a year and a half beats Kenny Ford. Yeah. And really do some good quality long-term storytelling. All right, so I changed it again. Hager with eight. Nyla Rose with six. Mox with seven. Why are you so afraid to give Mox eight? Not afraid to do anything. What are you talking about? He cer- certainly seems skittish about it. No, I'm not. I'm just looking at what the bigger lock, I think, is. And for a second, I thought it was Pack because he's in a match with a comedy guy. But then I was like, man. He's a really over comedy guy. This is his first and then match. Pack just lost. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that could send Pack off the deep end if he, yeah, if he totally. loses. And that could do even exactly. more. Exactly. Yeah, man. All right. Let's do this. I'm going to do this. Watch this. Four. Three. Look at that. Oh, man. Oh, wow. There you go. Totally winning this. And then look, I'm going to do this too. Mox has eight. And there Edgar you go. has seven. <laughs> Whoa. Just to make sure we're not like tied exactly or anything. Okay, good. We're no, not. there's like different confidence points and everything. Okay, cool. Good. Good, good, good. Although we all have the same winners. But so there's one upset that's going to throw everything for a loop. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of like any way to justify the Young Bucks. I just don't see the Young Bucks winning these titles right now. No. It just feels so. It's like soon. It is too soon. And yet it's not. I know. So, at the end of the day, though, I really feel like it's just like if the Young Bucks win, then it's like, okay, then they were essentially right in a lot of respects about Paige. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're going to do that to Hangman yet. Yeah. Or at all. So, yeah. anyways, you want to answer a few questions? Uh, oh, man. Hold on a second. Just what? wait. Just wait. Just wait. Hold oh, on. Oh, my gosh. You're overthinking it. No, I'm not overthinking it. Uh,. Anyways, uh, Eddie Jose Guevara Menavar, I'm back. And my question is, how is AEW doing? Haven't seen much. Is the hype real? They've been on a really good roll the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you got time in the schedule, highly recommend checking out AEW's week in and week out, my favorite wrestling. Man, I'm going with my gut. Uh, Jesse Starr, does it bother you guys as much as me that the inner circle of the only team not announced as such? What do you mean? Uh, are we talking about... Like when uh, Guevara, Santana. So Santana and Ortiz are not announced as the inner circle. If they come out with Guevara, were they announced as the inner circle? At that point, does Jesse Starr feel like they should be? Did they announce him as Santana, Ortiz, and Sammy Guevara? Is that what the... I thought they came out to the inner circle theme. Because the inner circle came out to... No, Jericho came out to his theme at the end. We heard the inner circle theme last night. Okay, but I understand your Jesse point. saying announced as opposed to the theme. I know, but I'm thinking if they play the theme, they'll say uh, the inner circle, Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. If Virgil, uh, Scott Norton, and Buff Bagwell were in a six-man tag match, would they have been announced as the NWO or Scott Norton? They would have said representing the NWO. Yeah. Why don't they say representing the inner circle? Uh, they, they do at times. I've heard that. They do, me too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Wolfpack for life. How long till Moxley stops wearing the eye patch? It was cool at first, but it's feeling silly now. Uh, once he wins that tile, that eye patch will go bye bye. Um, well, you know, that's actually a good question. I wonder if Moxley has done like some medical research on how long would it actually Maybe. take? Maybe. Um, Joshua Martinez, seeming as they're basically telling us Matt Hardy will be the leader of the Dark Order, do you think Matt will eventually, sooner than later, be turned face since it'll be hard for fans to boo him? I think he will bring the Dark Order to where they want the Dark Order to be, and that is something that the fans are entertained by. Yeah. Regardless if that's them beating up people that they like or, or not, I think that he will bring... I don't know if credibility is the right word, but certainly they're gonna. People are gonna want to tune into the Dark Order yep. if Matt Hardy is the exalted one. That's the bottom yep. line. Yep. <clears throat> Jonathan Misenberg, in terms of a show before a pay per view, go home show. Where does this show rank? It has to be up there. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. fantastic. Thomas Dunnigan, would you mind seeing Dynamite move to another night? Someone who'd prefer to watch both NXT and AEW live without switching through both. I definitely would not mind Dynamite over Raw or SmackDown. It's moved Monday or Friday. Uh, Tuesday probably the best night for him. However, uh, TNT has basketball at night, so it's not impossible. I I really like you know I was kind of disappointed when Cody said he wanted uh, he he you know in five years he'd like to see Dynamite on Mondays competing against Raw. I don't want that. I think that they're doing like m- taking a night and making your own. I think is a really cool thing to do. They said hey no to the WWE. We want to create something of our own. So why would they want to be on a different night? I mean, unless they're looking at facts and figures and saying, hey, we can up our, you know, we can further solidify our business well, by what, doing that's so. That's what Cody mentioned. They, they were looking over the dot, data and that led them to think. Five, night would... Yeah, five years from now is such a long time and everything's going to be different than Yeah, anyways. Lord Ziffer, assuming Mox wins on Sunday, who would you rather have him feud with first, a heel page or MJF? Neither. Um, I'll throw this out there. Maybe it's not, it's not a pay-per-view match, but something between shows. Throw Hager at him. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. But I mean, okay, yeah, you, what you just said is correct. Not a pay per view thing, but in between shows or pack, pack or Hager. Pack is a pay per view. Yeah, pack is yeah. Yeah, if you want a, a match for Mox at a double or nothing, double or nothing, that's pack. Pack's a good one. Yeah, because they have history. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Jocelyn, sup, dude? I feel Omega should turn heel as opposed to Paige. Personally, seems to me like Paige has some good points as the heels are acting like a couple of d bags, and be a nice swerve and put Kenny back on the road to being a cool heel. I don't know if they're gonna go with like a hardcore. It wouldn't f- face heel dynamic. With it wouldn't this. feel natural. What it need to be is Kenny sort of reluctantly having to choose you know, who he philosophically believes in more, and that's the Young Bucks, you know, and him being torn about it because that's more interesting than him getting a chair and being like, oh, I'm going to screw you over now. Yeah, exactly. You didn't know this side of me, man. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, You know, I think AEW is really good at sort of, you know, like with MJF, we all knew it was coming, and he never really changed his character. It was just, I'm better than you now, and you're holding me down, and I'm going to make life a living hell for you. Yeah. But he was always a prick. Yeah, he always was. I never really changed. Uh, Steve Klein, hey, friendos, if AEW were to introduce another faction, who no, would be don't. in it and what would be what would it be called? They need no new factions. Yeah, they have plenty of factions already. Uh, well, hold on. I mean, I'll answer the question. Oh, okay. Um, who isn't in a faction right now? Well, a lot of people aren't. Pack, Darby Allen. Pack and Darby Allen in a reluctant faction. The bastards. The bastards. Uh, Tim Whalen, the Omega Pack match is one of the best TV matches I've ever watched live. Can you guys think of any other past or present from any brand that was as epic? Uh, didn't Cena and Shawn Michaels go an hour on Raw once? That was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, dude, I mean, let's be honest, man. Like, just from when NXT, especially from when they started on USA, like they had some banger matches. I can't. There was it was like every week they'd have a banger ass match or two. Like Lee Dijakovic happened on TV like twice or something. Yeah. Before they went to take over with it, um, so yeah, no, I can I can think of several that I was like, holy crap, um, you know, that's just the nature of wrestling these days. There's a lot of really There's good a lot matches of really out good there. Wrestling. <clears throat> Gary MacArthur, Larson, possible choice. You have to give her a choice to fill in this blank: the butcher, the blade, the bunny, and the bastard. There you go. 
Put him in charge of the butcher and the blade. You guys suck. And then you, you like, need a bastard. You need a bastard. James Fletcher, which star has the brightest future in AEW? Darby Allen. Yeah, probably. Uh, Mr. Lipkin Prime, Orange Cassidy should be the exalted one. Change my mind. <sighs> that would be a terrible idea. It'd be pretty funny. Uh, Tommy Cat, book Lance Archer's first AEW storyline. Great signing. He comes in, beats some jobbers, and then uh, and then faces Orange Cassidy. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Tommy Cat, did you guys see the post show? I thought it was very well produced. It wasn't like your usual WB type rehash. Some fresh promos and interviews in it. Jericho's promo on Randy Couture was great. Yeah, it was really good stuff. Because Mox is training with Couture. Yeah. Match, right? Yeah. It was awesome. I didn't actually see the. Uh, I apparently I missed that. I saw Randy Couture. I didn't. I don't remember exactly what Jericho said about him, but. Uh, uh Doc Hensler. So Dippin' Dots make an appearance. What actual pro? What actual product would you guys want to be mentioned uh, or seen during a backstage brawl? I don't know why, but I want someone to take some Nathan's hot dogs to the face. I think was usually in the concourse. Well, I mean, you know, so at Golden One now, it's all like local eateries. Yeah. Um, back at Arco, back on the Arco days, it was just like you know your King Dogs, Get your Miller Dog Round Table. You said be Round Table or round Pizza Guys table, for a while. Pizza Guys, yeah. That's just making. Seems so like a kiosk, a pizza kiosk, and someone gets tossed into all that delicious pizza. That probably okay. actually hurt because it's probably hot. Yeah. Uh, last one from Greg Morris. If you power rank the top five dynamite matches, it seems the Ironman match is number one. Private Party Young Bucks is number two. That was really good. What is three through five? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Uh, Darby Jericho was really good. Oh, I thought... Uh, uh, yeah, that was really good. Um, I thought uh, the the Nyla Rose championship match yeah, was, was really good. Title was that was really, really good against Riho. That was really good. Yeah. Not all of a sudden found chemistry. The Statlander's first match was really good. I guess was it Kenny and Page versus Lucha Brothers? Just last oh, week. That was really man. good. That was really good, yeah. Didn't they do Darby versus Cody Rhodes on TV? No, that was at a uh, Fighter Fest. I thought they did a second. Oh, one. they did. Sorry, yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was good too. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, because that was when Arn was like coaching him for the first time yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. And yeah. the Cody's cage match was really good. Oh god, yeah. Cody's cage match. Yeah. There's been a lot of good wrestling. Yeah. Anyways. Great wrestling today, these days. You're headed here first. Great wrestling these days. We got a scoop for you. Yeah, we got another show to shoot. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.